0: Billy Mays here. Are you sick and tired of d d Because <laughs> I
1: am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what?
1: <that>
2: Introducing really? <laughs> Pathfinder.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, welcome to a uh, Pathfinder adventure. Oh,
2: man. That was actually
4: great. <laughs> yeah,
3: I love him Well, I mean, I guess I should say welcome. It seems like no one here wants to even play d d anymore, but uh, I mean, this God. is Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Paul, your Dungeon Master, and I'm here today to play some Dungeons & Dragons, I guess, with a few of my friends. Hey guys,
4: it's Jeremy. I play Lark Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey, and I play servants
2: off the wall. <laughs> I'm Jim, and I play Alan something. Hi, my name's Red, and
5: I play Kellen.
3: <laughs> so before anything else occurs, I'm going to roll this giant d twenty so that I don't forget about it.
5: I want to roll
0: against you, just to clarify, I don't really hate d and d I'm not really sick of d and d that's just what Billy Mays would say.
3: You roll. I rolled an eleven. I got a twelve.
5: Oh no!
3: When last we played, and boy, has it been an adventure lately in recording, but we have finally moved forward to episode thirty. In episode twenty-nine, Kellen went to visit someone that he knew—the mother of his late love, Irma. Her name was Halia. He went there to speak with her and to give her a gift that he had made for her in honor of Irma, and they caught up a little bit. Kellen got some advice and maybe some closure. Then we cut back over to the rest of our party. Lorik, Servants, Jim, and Guy made their way back to the meeting place where the bridge cut over from the Solch District to the Lost District, and Servants suggested that Lorik should give his new flying broom a test. So he did so, and as he did so, Vance used one of his Scrolls of Sending to contact High Cleric Glaron to see if he'd received any new visions or if everything was still okay with Loric. his concern growing over Loric's recent changes in attitude and changes in maybe even alignment. Who can say? Oh, Ooh. evil. Ooh. And as Loric is flying around the town checking things out, he saw a quaint little wand shop called Willow's Wands. He thought, I'll swoop down and grab a wand for Guy. While there, he was approached by a small halfling boy, curious about his flying broom, just anxious to get a hand on it, to see it for himself. And Larrick, while he was not paying any attention, just completely focused in on this small boy and worried about getting a wand and just excited about this new place and this new item that he'd gotten, was robbed in broad daylight by a halfling boy. I used to love you. Chasing the halfling down an abandoned street. He jumped over a partition, shooting the wolf magic missile, thinking that he had finally stopped him and would reclaim his magic item. But little did he know, there were more halflings lying in wait. And shortly thereafter, Lorik was taken by said halflings.
0: what you get when you shoot magic missile at a small child?
4: I was hoping that he would, like, you know, get hurt uh. enough to...
5: Hello child. <laughs> Magic missile. Is what Loric went through the equivalent of getting no scoped by a twelve year old on Call of Duty? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Get wrecked, yes. right, kid.
4: I thought I had dropped him and I was like, okay, I want to drape him over the broom and fly back to Cervanse, let Servants heal him. Everything's cool. No. Everything's no, that, cool. They yes. try to murder
5: me. <laughs> you just flying around with a dead child on your broom? Yeah, that'd be Everything's
3: that cr- <laughs> cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. Yes, bring
0: okay. bring the child you killed back
5: to the paladin. Good idea. I mean, if he wasn't dead, <laughs> if he was almost dead.
3: Even then, that was not going to end well for you.
5: Could we just get someone to draw him like, hey, servants, here's a dead child. Please heal him.
3: <laughs> so I should also just disclaimer, my voice is garbage. So there you go. <laughs> Prepare That's yourself for that. I was
5: about to say, what's changed? Exactly. Oh. Top ten anime betrayals. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> what?
3: Okay, okay. Let's talk. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons, shall we? Wait, can we please? When we ended, Servants had just been told by Jim that there was some sort of a ruckus, and you all could hear yelling going on up the street from where you were. As Kellen walked up, munching on some trail mix, and said, "What did I miss?"
5: It had dried strawberries. They were good. I don't
3: like strawberries. Dried bananas are better. I don't like those either. Should have had dried grapes. So Kellen walks up and says, hey, guys, what I miss? Hey, guys, what I miss? <laughs>
2: uh, we just heard a scream over that way, and I point. I heard it with my cloak of many eyes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. It, where is Lark? Shouldn't we be waiting? If we run off, what are we going to do if he comes back? Well, what if it's him screaming?
5: I saw Lark up there. <laughs> then Kellen takes off towards the scream.
3: Okay, you all take off. You head down the street, moving in that direction, and you see up ahead as you're pushing through the street. It's, it's pretty crowded this time of day. It's it's getting to be mid to late afternoon at this point, and you see a small like shop, like a hut up ahead, and there's a few people gathered around in front of it. And you see this elven woman uh, calling out for help. Ma'am, I'm here. What do you need help with? <laughs> you walk up, and she looks down. She says, "Uh, um." I'm sorry, who are you exactly?
5: I don't care who I am, but you need help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I don't care who I am <laughs> It doesn't matter who I am. You were screaming and you need help. What do you need help with?
3: This this boy, he's some this someone put cast a spell on this boy and there's a small halfling kid there just he is crying uncontrollably.
5: Tell me young man, <laughs> was it a high elf?
3: The boy is screaming and crying. I'm gonna
5: put my put my hand on his shoulder because I'm not very I'm not much taller than he is. I
3: can't move my hands. <laughs> tell me, tell me
5: you can't move.
3: I can't move. He can't, can't move? move. Okay,
5: Kellen's gonna turn around. It's Lorik. <laughs> he, he cast held person on on this on this poor boy. Ma'am, we've been chasing this criminal for quite some time. <laughs> We're currently trying. Oh my to... goodness, really? He, he constantly is putting people in held person and then runs off. Can you tell me which direction he ran? That's that's <laughs> an awful spell. I know, that is terrible. That's a great prank. <laughs> I'm telling you, ma'am, we've been chasing him for months. We're trying to capture him. Really?
3: Um, She looks around at, you know, the other three of you staying there, and she says, are, are you all some sort of, are you working with the Protectors Guild or something? Yes,
5: ma'am, yes, ma'am. <laughs>
3: you all would know what the protectors guild is
5: our name is the protectors (laughs) no no.
3: wait isn't that already we're the make-believe
5: heroes we're the make-believe heroes
3: i don't okay
5: we're a special squadron sent out by the protectors guild to capture terrible men
3: okay that's
5: horrible pranksters So if you could just kindly tell us where he is Um, Or where he went He took
3: off running in that direction And she points toward the alleyway
5: Thank you ma'am You truly helped us And Kellen's going to take off
2: I cast minor illusion (laughs) And it's a teddy bear (laughs) And it's dancing He can't hold it He can't move it He can't hold teddy anywhere It It just hits the ground It
3: levitates in front of him And he just looks at it and then starts crying Oh my (laughs) gosh
5: Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: then the teddy bear's eyes start bleeding. <laughs> oh
2: <God>. He
3: screams. <laughs> and the woman screams. They're all just screaming.
2: And we all run off. It's like, sorry, sorry. Sometimes my illusions get out of control.
3: And I walk away. Okay, I'm assuming Sir Vance and Guy are, like, running after Kellen. Yes. While Jim stands there, has this incredibly awkward interaction with this little boy and this lady. <laughs> and then he's walking off slowly behind you guys, just... Just, just walking like everything's cool. <laughs> you all take off toward the alleyway. Okay.
4: Oh my gosh!
3: You reach the alleyway, Kellen, Cervantes, and Guy, and uh, probably fifteen, twenty seconds later, Jim walks up. Sup? You don't see anything. There's no one in the alleyway. You see just what I described to Lark earlier. You see an empty alleyway. There's like you know maybe some trash and things here and there. It's not like filthy or anything. I mean like bins where there might would be some trash. And uh, in the back, there's a partition. You can guess from walking up into it and looking at it that it's to keep people from going over to the other side because on the other side, you could fall off. Okay. Okay.
5: Well, he's not here, guys. I guess we're gone. We can go. <laughs> yeah, that's how this works. Okay. I'm going to go parkour up that fence and partition and then get over. Okay, them. you're going
3: over to the fence. Vance, what are you doing?
0: I'm going to walk up to the fence as well.
5: I don't think you understood me. I said I want to parkour over it. Yeah,
3: that's fine. You're over there. You're about to try and parkour. Jim, as you walk up, you see Sir Vance up by the fence. Vance, you can see over it. It's not that. It's it's probably it's about six feet tall, so you could probably kind of pull yourself up a little bit and look over. Uh, Jim, you walk in and see them over there. I cast Investigation. Okay. Guys up there just falling up to Sir Vance. Jim, roll me an Investigation check. It
2: is a 23.
3: Wow, okay. Kellen, roll me an acrobatics check. You managed to do a little hop skip and a flip over it. Your acrobatics oh, yeah. is a plus four, so that's a 19.
5: Can I do a backflip?
3: Sure, and you land on your feet. Sweet. Uh, Vance, are you wanting to do any checks? Are you trying to climb over, or what are you doing?
0: I was just going to look over and see if I saw anything, like a perception Kay. check, I guess. Give me
3: a perception check.
0: It's a 14.
3: Cool. On the dice or total? Total. okay. So, Jim, walking in, you immediately activate your Batman investigation mode. Everything turns a shade of like a blue and you start looking around. I'm just kidding. Immediately walking in and checking the area out, you start to see some signs of where people have run through here recently. Walking over to the other end, you look over and you can see blood immediately as you look over the, the, uh, the partition. You see blood on the ground.
2: I yell, a clue, a clue. I found a clue.
3: servant's he's saying that you look over the fence as well. And, and him saying that and pointing, you can also see blood on the ground. As well as some shattered glass up ahead of it. Definitely a sign of something going on.
0: I'm just going to climb over
3: and look at the shattered glass. Okay, you can climb over pretty easily. Kellen, after they've pointed these things out, you can see it as well. Is the
5: wall a chained fence or is it like solid? It's solid. It's
3: like wood.
5: Okay, see, I didn't know if people could see over it. That's why I was like, oh, I'm in a new... Like- yeah,
3: you would, ha- you would have had to have climbed over it to see, but they could actually like pull themselves up and look over.
5: Oh, I get it, because I'm short.
3: Exactly. So, Ooh-hoo. Jim, do you climb over as well to inspect the area? Uh, I climb over
2: to inspect the area.
3: Okay, you guys look, and you can see what looks like someone was cut. There's not a ton of blood. You could probably ascertain it was most likely a dagger cut or something like that. A little bit of blood dribbled on the ground right on the other side of the fence. Okay. Is Jim doing like an Aragorn
0: scene whenever he's looking for Mary and Pippin?
3: Yes, that's exactly what's happening. Bum, bu-bu-bum, bu-bu-bum. And he's doing that the whole time. <laughs> you guys are just waiting for him to get done. And then
0: he breaks his toe.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alan literally breaks his toe. Yes. In real life.
0: While recording.
3: It's true. Jim, you're checking the area out. You see the blood. Up a little ways, you see some water. Just sort of laying on the ground, inspecting it, it. Feels very cold to the touch, and there's some shattered glass around it.
2: Guys, I think I found where they shattered the glass.
3: <laughs> Let me see
5: that. <laughs> I want to. I want to go up there and look at it. Okay. This looks like the glass that my dad uses for his vials of potions. Oh, didn't Lorik have
2: some of those vials? He did. That's right, Scooby. I bet he threw those at the at the villains. <laughs> the villains. I'm sure he threw those at the people that attacked him. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Who said anyone attacked him? Oh, wow. I'm sure he threw that for some reason that might be helpful to him.
4: This is the group of people trying to save me. <laughs>
3: yes. You it's should gr- be brimming with confidence.
2: It's a group of people trying not to use the knowledge that they have that they, their characters don't have.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mysteries Incorporated. Looking at the area, here's what you can ascertain. Lorik ran down here for some reason. You guys don't really know why. You know that he cast a whole person on that halfling boy for some reason. And ran down this way. That is all of your knowledge. Now, you can tell... And there's
0: blood and a glass thing.
3: Right. You can tell that there is blood. And, like, Kellen, it makes sense to me that Kellen would recognize that glass as the sort of stuff his dad uses. Because it's a very thin, easily breakable glass for tossing. And the, the fact that it's very cold, that water might make him believe that there was ice. Because you all were there... When he got those things. So when he says that, you might remember, yeah, I think maybe he did get one of those that was ice. So it definitely seems like there was some sort of a struggle here with Loric.
5: Now, can I use my investigation skills to try to figure out maybe a trail that leads off of this site that would lead us to Loric? Into the forest of Fangorn.
3: Roll me a survival check. So that's a non-natural 20. It's not like, uh, you know... Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, where he get, the wolf gets a sniff of that, and you can see the colored smoke through the air leading you to where you're going, or anything like that. But you can definitely tell that whoever was here, just from scouting the area, you can tell there were multiple people. You know, you can see dirt pushed around and things like that.
5: Guys, there were multiple people here besides Loric.
3: Jim, hmm, <laughs> let me see. So, you, you know there's multiple people, and you kind of track. You can tell it looks like maybe someone was drug a little bit of a distance over toward the edge. Someone was drug a little bit of a distance
5: over to the edge.
3: <laughs> you go over to the edge. Just There's a drop-off. Oh,
5: God. Is there a dead body at the bottom?
3: <laughs> oh, I tell you. So, do any of the rest of you go over there and look?
0: I do. Yeah, I want to look over.
3: Okay, so... Kellen, you can see, just tracing the track over the edge, kind of leaning down and looking, there is actually a series of handholds leading down the side of the street here.
5: Well, that's weird. Guys, so there's like a way to climb down here. Cannot attempt, I attempt? Yeah, mean, you can
3: climb down. I mean, you don't have to roll anything. Follow me, fellas,
5: and I'm going to like dip down there. You know what I'm saying?
3: Okay, you start to climb down. Climbing down, you look, and there are a series of small, like very narrow pathways that are grown in these branches leading under the street.
5: Oh, this is weird. Guys, there's like, I don't even know. These pathways, man.
2: Can one of Jim's stature fit within such pathways?
3: Yes. Yeah, you could. They're not short or enclosed. What it is is they are suspended over the top of the treetops and the canopy. You know, you're, you're high up off of the actual earth down the ground down below you. And there are all these trees and limbs. And if you were to fall, it would hurt you. But what it is is they are like smaller branches that are grown in the form of a f- sort of flat platform pathway. Probably, I don't know, no more than five feet wide. They're not just random branches, you know. They look like they are designed to lead, like a sort of pathway underneath the streets.
5: Well, then let's go. That sounds made up.
3: Heading in multiple directions.
5: I'm getting in one of them. Is this the tree sewers?
3: I'm going to go in one as well. Well, they're not. You're you're not in anything, okay? It's a. It's. I'm getting on it. Think think of it like a like a two by four. You know, you know what I'm saying? Which it's much wider than that. But that's it. I mean, it's just a small platform grown in these branches. You're walking. It's open. It's not like an enclosure.
5: All right. I'm going to, like, put my hood up and it, my face mask up and we'll be sneaking around.
3: They are branching in multiple directions. All right. It's like a spider's web, basically, of these small paths leading up underneath the city in different directions. Okay. So you can go left or right. Because where you are, it's like it lowers you down. You can sort of hold on, drop down to one, and you can turn left or you can turn right. And then that is going to branch off. And then that is okay. going to branch off.
5: So what do y'all think, left or right? I say left.
2: I say one of those two ways.
0: Everyone always chooses left in this situation. That's the natural instinct. So we should go right. Okay, so we're going right. If Whatever he just said. If we don't see anything that leads us to believe they went one way or another.
3: You do not. Kellen's looking around trying to pick up a trail here, and he he doesn't see anything that would denote which direction they went.
5: I don't see anything that would denote which way they went. Let's go right.
2: We're going right. Let's go right, guys.
3: Okay, you guys climb down and you go right. You go a short distance, maybe... I don't know, you walk for a few minutes, and the pathway branches. One continues on in the same direction. One turns to the right, inward toward the center of the street.
5: Guy, which way do you think we should go?
3: I have no idea. I'm just Dang. trying not to fall.
5: <laughs> okay, good point. I was trying to see if Paul would give me a direction that I was going to go opposite because he's trying to lead <laughs> us astray. Ha ha. Oh, I see what you did That's there. That's
2: called metagaming.
5: Metagaming.
3: Got him. When you all climb down onto the pathway and turn right, you're sort of going parallel with the street, okay? On the outskirts of it. But it starts to curve inward where you're actually up underneath the street itself, the giant branch of the Lost Branch. And turning in, as you do, the branch immediately splinters off in three different directions. Wow. One going off to the right, one veering sort of a little bit to the right, and one veering to the left.
4: Lark's
0: dead by now. is the one off the wall.
5: Let's go left. Are you the leader here? Well, I'm sorry. Can you fit <laughs> in these?
3: Yes, actually. Well, then you take lead. I don't care. They're not enclosures. You're not fitting in <laughs> anything. It's just We're a in platform <laughs> that you're walking on.
2: We're in this. <laughs> hey, We're guys. All in this, this is basically
3: Scooby Doo. So let's split up. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's split up, gang. That's a great plan.
4: Did you just suggest to split the party?
3: <laughs> I would split never. Split the party into five different people, please. Please.
2: Let's split them. <laughs> Guy, you go this way. No. <laughs> Uh, so I say that we go one of these directions. Okay.
5: How about this? Kellen takes a coin. I'm gonna flip it. All right. We're not going left because Servant said the left is bad. So not always. Only the first time. He he points at the he points at the right, like the very far right, and then he points at the left and he says the very far right is heads, and this right is tails. It's heads. We're going to the very far right. Okay. And Kellen just starts moving that way.
3: Do you all follow?
5: I follow. Let's go.
3: You all start heading in that direction. The path continues a short way and then it starts to go upward a little bit and it leads up to the opposite side of the giant lost branch. And you all can see that you're walking toward another one of those handholds up on the side of the street.
5: Yeah, that's where right, we want to go, go back. boys. Oh, that's where we want to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought we were trying to stay under the ground. I, I didn't think we were going towards handholds. You don't think that's my? There might be where they went. Well, oh. I mean, like this is hilarious. I don't know. I guess maybe. Let's go that way. Oh, let's go that way. Sure, whatever. So I'm gonna I'm gonna climb up the handholds, but okay. I'm not gonna like go all the way up. I want to like peek over the street to see if I see anything. I want to roll perception check.
3: You peek over the street. And yeah. you are in the back of another street. Hmm. There's a very similar partition like there was the other way. It looks pretty similar.
5: Can I get up there and look and see yeah, uh, sure. if I've seen if anybody's been drugged or anything through here?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can climb up there.
5: All right, I want to climb up there and investigate.
3: Okay. You don't find anything.
5: Hmm. This, this is a bus, Sir Vance. I don't see anything. Well, I don't see like anybody's been drugged through here. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back. The coin was a bad idea. Is this kind of like we retrace like there's you you can
3: retrace your steps. You go back to the three way split and whichever direction you choose, you're going to come to multiple versions of this exact same thing where the path leads on and it splits. You can make your way in either direction of the street. Okay, you can head out from the circle, the corine. You can head toward that direction or away from that direction, and you can weave back and forth to either side of the branch of the lost branch. What this is, what it seems to be, is a sort of underground, not exactly underground, but you know, quote, underground series of passageways that someone built or designed, they haven't built them, designed to be able to get. From different places throughout the city without being stopped, without maybe even being noticed.
0: Okay, are there. Should I use perception or investigation or something to see if there's like any markings on the walls that someone would have used to make it? There are no to walls.
3: It is wide open.
0: Tree branches?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like you're walking on these open platforms over a big drop and there's tr- the trees underneath you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. Guy's getting very nervous. He says, you know, this is kind of unsafe. And I respond, you're unsafe. Um, okay. Isn't everything we do unsafe? I yeah, mean, seriously. I, I'm not great. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm i just not really great with heights, to be honest. Look down. I'd really like to get my feet back on the street. Look, we're. I feel like we're not gaining any headway. Kellen and, and Vance, you asked if there were any markings or anything you don't see anything like on the paths that you're on or anything like that that would mark
1: mhm
3: you know what i'm saying there's no signs or runes or anything that might would mark that on the platforms and there's no walls or anything for anything to be written on and there's no blood trails there's no blood trails no signs of any there are tracks you know if you were to get really close you could see that people have yeah. walked on this going in every direction
0: yeah
5: so he's dead
3: Guys. It's a cold trail.
0: I guess we must continue this quest without Lorik. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all.
4: <laughs> Problem
3: okay, solved. what do we
0: do? The time has come to split the party permanently. Bye.
3: Guy says, I don't I don't think we're going to find Lorik this way.
0: I agree. Let's go back.
3: Okay. All right. Do you guys try to make your way back along these platforms, or you just crawl back up, try to climb back up, and get onto the street from the closest one?
0: I say we no, get up we'll on the No, we'll go the back street. to work.
3: Okay, let's do that. <laughs>
0: I mean, it would be smarter just to go back where we were so we know where we're at, sort of.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's
3: go back to where we were so we know where we're at. Okay, that's fine. You all can find your way back I guess to wh- where you got down to these passageways. Climb your way back up onto that street. You still see the glass there and the blood. And what do you do?
0: So when we were here, it looked like they had went down that way or went over to that ledge at least.
3: Yeah, I mean, it seemed to Kellen like they went that way.
0: And there's nothing, like, out from it. It's just a ledge, and there's nothing out there.
3: No, there's just... Other yeah, than the down there. Yeah. Wow.
5: Is it, like, a straight fall, or is there, like, a tree right there?
3: I mean, there are trees and stuff, but not close. You know what I mean? There's So, like... The whole place is covered in trees. It's like you're above a canopy of trees. You're in a tree. Or branches of trees and different things. It's practically solid.
5: So it's not like one of those things where like run out and jump and there's gonna be a magical base right there, right? No,
3: no. I mean you can try it. Do
5: it. Do it. Kellen's gonna like back up. <laughs> Kellen's gonna die right here. Like <laughs> Don't really do it, dude. I yeah. mean, seriously though, like where else could he have gone? I mean, I understand they have the broom of like flying. Uh
4: huh. Kellan Kellen doesn't know. Kellen doesn't. doesn't Oh yeah, that's that's true,
5: true, true.
3: Kellen doesn't know about the room flying. Number one, number two, your tracks led you down there.
4: That's true.
0: You did say that.
3: I mean, you assume that they took those paths somewhere, but you have no way of knowing where. You see what I'm saying?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I would like to use the shape water spell. Okay. To make water point in the direction that they went. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I mean, you can shape it into a hand and point it in a direction, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way they went.
2: Well, I tried everything I could do. (laughs) Uh, I want to intimidate the clues into telling me where they went.
3: Okay. The clues told you they went down onto those platforms, and there was a struggle. You guys have no idea who was over here. You have no idea why he was over here. None of that. The only thing that you know, the only thing that you asked was, which way did he go?
2: So, I have a suggestion. We should find the local constabulary and ask them if they know anything about this alley and why blood would be here.
0: What's a constabulary?
2: Police. Constables.
3: The Protectors Guild.
0: Oh, that's a smart idea. Oh, okay. Kellen, where are they?
3: Okay, so you all are in this back alley. If you're wanting to go try and find someone with the Protector's Guild, obviously you're going to have to go back out onto the street. Kellen may not know where the location is of, like, the base for the Protector's Guild in the canopy, unless you've been there, and I I mean, I don't really know that you would have, but you figure it's probably somewhere closer to the Corrine District, to the circle of the center.
5: Oh, gosh. We're going to have to go see my grandpa. It's sort
3: of like the middle, you know, so everything goes out from there.
5: I bet
0: your grandpa could find Lorik.
5: That's true. Maybe we ought to go ask him for help. That might be the smart thing to do. Well, yep. Okay, so it's time, fellas. We're going to go see my grandpa.
3: So do you all head out onto the street?
4: Yes.
5: Loric yes, we do. We head out onto the street. He's
4: lying in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> There's dead. no
5: ditches.
3: Lorik's been, he's long dead, yeah.
5: I'm sure he would have used mind control by now
3: you all climb oh boy you all climb over the partition and make your way back onto the main street of the lost branch and as you do that shop is set up there still you know uh willow's wands you all can see there's a little boy standing there he's crying and he's he's sitting now he's sitting down on the ground kind of crying and rubbing his eyes there's an elven woman standing there and she is talking to a dragonborn uh, this dragonborn is wearing armor it's really the first person that you've seen in this town that's wearing like metal armor anyone that you would have seen wearing any sort of protective wear would have been leather and things like that mostly but this dragonborn is standing there she is probably around six feet tall green scaly skin wearing a silver chest plate and just kind of armed to the teeth and as you all approach, as you guys kind of walk out and turn that way, because that's the direction that you're going, the elven woman points and calls out, uh, they're, "They're the ones that, that went after him." Hello. <laughs> <laughs> when did Kellen become the group leader? Like that—that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's because
5: Lorik is gone, and no one else wants to talk.
3: She points at you all and says. They're the ones that uh, that went went after the, the, the elf that did this, and this dragonborn woman turns around. She's She doesn't have hair, but her, her head, she's got these, I don't know what they are. You know, dragonborn, how they just, is it like, they're not spikes. She's got these spikes that kind of come off the side of her head. And what looks. Dreadlocks. They're not dreadlocks either. It's like. Nubs. They're like, yeah, they're sort of like nubs, like fleshy things that come down the back, and she turns towards you. She has her hand on her hip on a sword hilt, and she says, Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> she walks up to the four of you standing there. She is immediately drawn towards Servants, who is standing there decked out to the teeth with weapons hanging off of him. Are you from around here?
0: No, we're from very far away from here.
3: From far away. So, tourists... No.
0: Sort of. Except him, he's actually from here.
5: I am here, well, okay. I was here bringing these people to see my grandfather. Okay. One of our friends did something stupid, and now we're trying to find him.
3: One of your friends? Are you speaking of the half-elf that this lady was just informing me about? No, actually I'm speaking of a
5: halfling. (sighs) What?
3: What? All I did was make a I'm teddy tra- bear, guys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean half. I though. made a
5: stupid. I made a stupid. I made a stupid mistake. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said our friend. I've done something dumb. Your I'm friend, say our
3: acquaintance. Are you speaking of the high elf that uh, cast a spell on this little boy right here? Is he a friend of yes. yours? Uh, an more like acquaintance. <laughs> He's a traveling partner, you might say. Yeah, indeed. We didn't know he was crazy. And what exactly is your business here in the canopy? It seems that maybe you're here to cause trouble. Is that true?
2: No, I'm actually trying. Kellen's to... grandpa is king of the canopy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, please. The, the canopy we has just...
3: no king, sir. What is your name?
2: Uh, my name is Lorik Darkbolk. My name oh, is gosh. Jim.
3: Jim. Jim. Like just, just Jim. Just Jim. Well, hello, Just Jim. Would you like to explain to me why you and your friends seem to be set about to terrorize small children in our city? That was just the one guy. None of
0: us are here to terrorize children.
2: I mean, we usually just do that on the weekends. Can you
0: not see that I'm a palador? (laughs) A palador. Palador. A palador. A paladin of Palor.
3: She steps back, kind of gives you a once-over, and she says, Yeah, I thought that might be the case. You, You have the air of a paladin. She reaches forth a hand to you, the one that she's had on her sword hilt, and she says, I'm the head protector here in the canopy. My name is Kareem.
2: The head protector came out over a child's crying? This must be a magical place.
3: I happened to be walking through the street when I heard someone crying for help, but that is our duty. I appreciate your concern.
2: Children are our future. And when they cry, then
3: like fairies lose their wings or something something. I've heard that. I don't know if that's true. Anyhow, that's not important. Look, uh, we need to find this elf that's been causing trouble. I'm afraid he has something he needs to answer for. But did you all find... She said that you all went looking for him. Did you find him? I see he's not with you. No, no. we
5: actually found...
3: We found his blood. Somebody's yes. blood.
5: We, we found signs of a struggle in this back alley. A struggle? It looked like someone had been drugged over to the side of the canopy, but there are footholds on the other side, and you can climb down, and there's like a series of underground networks underneath whoa, whoa, the main whoa, whoa, whoa. road.
3: Okay, 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 calm down. What are you talking about? Look, all that I've been able to find out is from this elven lady here who's just informed me that she turned around to find a Hyle standing there wielding a wand, and this boy locked into place with a spell and unable to move. Now, as you might imagine, the boy has been inconsolable, and we've not been able to get any information from him, and you guys can still hear him, not wailing, but sort of silently sobbing off to the side.
5: My mama.
3: Here, I can help with that. I
2: cast Minor Illusion, and this time it's oh, a dancing boy. goblin.
3: Okay, and you're trying to like entertain and calm the boy down? Yeah. Okay. It's It's painted like a mime. Oh boy! Well, you're—that's—I'm I'm inclined to give you disadvantage. Mm, make me a persuasion check. Disadvantage? No, I'm not going to give you disadvantage. I got a 16. Okay, that's pretty good. So you walk over and you conjure this little illusion in front of the boy. It's like a little show of whatever—a dancing goblin dressed as a could, mom. Wait, could this be performance? I mean, I'd be fine with that.
2: Okay, so it's an 18. Cool. So I mean, what is he is the
3: goblin like in a box? You know. Well, no, he's
2: he's just painted like a mime. He's actually dancing.
3: Oh, okay. He's just dancing. He's just painted like a mime. Okay.
2: But he's he does have an invisible cane. Okay. That he's swinging around and dan- you know the mm. you know like the, you know the guy from Six Flags with the cane?
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So you do that, and after a few moments, the boy, he he starts to calm down, and he's kind of gathering his composure, and you, you do the little show for him, and then he's he seems to have chilled out some.
2: Okay. I dispel the illusion the goblin melts. It, like, melts?
3: <laughs> no, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The little boy says, that was cool. Where did you learn to do that? I learned
2: that from magic.
3: Oh, I want to do magic. Yeah, I heard that you saw some
2: magic earlier, young man. What what kind of magic happened? Are you okay? Are you safe? It was it was bad magic. What what did it do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I couldn't move my hands or my legs. Oh, I think I, I know what kind of magic that is. Normally, that, that's the kind of magic they use whenever we want to keep somebody still so they can't run away. Were you trying to run away? Was somebody trying to keep you here against your I, will?
3: I wasn't trying to run away. He was trying to keep me here against my will. Why? <laughs> I just wanted to see his flying stick. Oh, I know I know
2: about the flying stick. I, I've seen it before. Was it a broom? Was he cleaning the floor with it?
3: No. It was just a stick. Oh, so he was flying around on it, and I walked up and was like, "Hey, can I can I fly on that stick?" He wouldn't let me, and now I know it's because he's mean. Why? (laughs) Oh my gosh! Did anything else happen Uh, here? The boy looks up as Servant says that. Oh, uh, and he kind of lowers his head. He says, "Am I in trouble?" No. No,
2: no, son, you're not in trouble. Everything's fine. You're just going to prison.
3: <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Alan, no, you have to stop. Everything is fine. <laughs> I don't want to go to
0: prison. But did anything else happen here at that moment?
3: I was asking to see the flying stick and at that moment this well there was another boy. Oh, what did he do? He took the elf's flying stick.
2: Oh. Oh no. That's not oh, good. Gosh yeah he, do you, do he, you know this other boy have you was he somebody you you know uh, i don't i don't know no I don't know listen, you're not in trouble, but this other boy if he took the elf's stick, that's not good, and so the elf shouldn't have held you in place he Do you think maybe he was trying to hold the other boy in place instead and missed and hit you? No, he was definitely trying to do it to me because he told me if I didn't tell him where to find it, he would
5: kill me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no I'm sure. going to smack his forehead. <laughs> no. Warwick, you idiot.
3: This is all real. This happened. All this <laughs> yes, happened. It, it,
5: it it's did. Not, it's not cool.
2: <laughs> so I say to him, I said, listen, that's not right. Whenever, if I find this man, this elf, this person then i will tell him don't kill little boys that's not good <laughs> and i'll make sure he never kills another little boy can
5: i talk to this protector yeah i just want to know are you directly under um my grandfather is that what the or are you is the protector's guild something separate from the archdruid
3: we're more of an independent sort of organization surely you know of the protectors we're stationed all over Manumi in different places so you're mercenaries no 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 we're not paid per job to do something at the whim of some wealthy merchant or anything like that we live to protect Mm. and serve righteousness and what is right that didn't sound good well how do you earn a living where does your income come from taxes now i'm not i'm not saying we don't get paid i'm (laughs) saying we don't we don't do the job look each city yes they they pay us with taxes you know you you all know you know how this works Look, I'm not here to discuss the morality of the Protector's Guild with you, sir. Oh, no, I I appreciate Um, the Protector's Guild. Honestly,
5: just wanting to know if you were underneath my grandfather. That's all I wanted to ask, and it turned out to be something huge. I'm sorry,
3: your grandfather. Who is your grandfather? It's the king
5: of the Canopy. Elevonria Norius is my grandfather.
3: Your grandfather is the Archdruid.
5: My, My grandfather is the Archdruid
3: of the Canopy. That's why I wanted to know. She puts her hands up to her head, kind of rubs her eyes. She says, um, this just got more complicated. Look, we just need to find this elf. And the little boy is sitting there. He says, that other boy that ran off with his flying stick, he, you promise I won't get in trouble?
2: Yes. You won't get in trouble, kid. Well, get in trouble. let me look promise. at the dragon so person.
5: Alan, uh, Jim. Caleb smacks Jim in
3: the face. Why is he smacking? Don't you can't don't smack Jim in the face, or like covers his mouth. It's like you won't you oh. won't get in trouble. You can't reach you my face.
5: You won't get in trouble.
3: Okay, well, see this other boy. He, he's a little bigger than me. I don't know him, but he was. He told me he'd give me this this money, and he pulls out like a gold piece. He says it's more money than I've ever had, and he said if I would. Talk to the elf man about his flying stick, that he would give me this money. And I just thought, I really want to ride that flying stick. So I took his money, and I didn't know he was going to try and steal it. And then he starts just crying again. Well, kid, talking's not illegal. Not here,
2: I don't think. And I look at the dragon lady.
3: She just shakes her head no and looks dumbfounded.
2: (laughs) But... It is illegal to be an accessory to a crime. You're going to prison. Let's go. No. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! This kid is a
3: roller coaster of emotions.
2: <laughs> I say, Jim is literally the worst. You, <laughs> I say, no kid, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. How many times are you gonna do that to me? <laughs> as many times as it takes. I am good cop and bad cop. Do you know anything else about that
0: boy?
3: I don't know he, I, I've seen him before He's got dark hair he, he just, He's just he got a real mean face You know He's older than me Probably by a few years I'm only seven and a half years old
2: Oh that's past the statute of limitations You're in prison now <laughs> Oh my
3: gosh Jim
2: <laughs> <Alan. Please>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look 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 sir I, I appreciate you talking to the boy But you've got to stop messing with him here. Ma'am, would you, could you get him back to his mother, please? And she says, yes, yes, I'll, I'll take care of that. Good luck finding that vagrant.
0: You mean those vagrants?
3: Uh, I say, back kid. So, the protector steps up. She says, alright, so it sounds to me like your elf friend was robbed, and he assumed that this little boy was involved in some way. Now, why he would cast such a powerful spell... On a seven-year-old little boy, I can't begin to comprehend.
4: (laughs) Even Laura can't comprehend it. He just does it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is is an interesting case here. Like, I don't pretend to know how things work, but
3: yeah, I'll leave it at that. It does seem that maybe he was giving chase to whoever tried to take his flying stick. I don't know what that means, but whatever it was, apparently... He is some sort of a wizard, so I'm assuming it was some type of arcane object, and he chased him down the street. You all said you saw signs of a struggle down there?
2: Yes. Yes, there was broken
5: glass and blood. So let's be honest here. Lord got beat up by, like, a 14-year-old? What a loser. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just had to put
2: that in there. I'm sure there was more... You know, this kid sounds like he was working with others. Mm. If he was willing to use... What's the word... Skullduggery with this kid.
5: (laughs) Skullduggery. Yeah, but he still needs to get good. He got 360 no scope by a 14-year-old.
3: Well, here's the thing. The canopy is no stranger to criminals, especially pickpockets. And, you know, I mean, we do our best here, but there's definitely a contingent of 'er ne'er-do-wellers.
2: Would you describe these more
3: as footpads, highwaymen, or cut purses? Somewhere between footpads and cut purses, probably. But to be fair... Okay, look. We need to get off the street here. This is causing a scene. Why don't you all take me to where the scene of the crime took place?
2: Sure. Follow us to this dark alley. Yes.
3: (laughs) She follows you. She follows you with her hand on her sword. She lets you all walk in first. Glances around and then follows you in. Crossing your arms. She's pretty confident in her abilities. She says, okay... Not every time, and the fact that it's a halfling is throwing me off a little bit, but oftentimes when things like this take place, especially the misplacement of items of magical importance, there is a sort of guild, I guess you could say, of thieves that likes to pretend that they don't exist, but everyone knows that they do exist. It's it's kind of the worst-kept secret in the canopy. I don't know that they're involved in this, but it might be in your best interests to go and speak with them. So you're, you're saying there's a thieves' guild? Sort of. They're legitimate, so they have legitimate business. There is an inn at the end of the Solch District, you know, the residential district. There's an inn. The Elvish word, it's, um, what is it? Oh, it's the Laingolas Inn. This group, they, they like to call themselves the Free Leaves. It's very dramatic. They, they have a flair for the dramatic. And, uh, well, there's a woman there. You can find her. Her name is Ileana. She is, I guess you could say, sort of the tip of the spear, you know, the head honcho, the numero uno, if you will.
0: <laughs> you speak a lot of Spanish for <laughs>
3: Dragonborn. She's not going to speak to me. We don't exactly get along. But if the three of you, oh, I'm sorry, four. Oh,
5: I get it. Bad relationship.
3: Well, it's n- n- no, nothing like that. It's more so she doesn't like the fuzz. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I-, I thought it was like one of those Romeo and Juliet kind of stuff, you know?
3: No. I would have picked you more as a scale than a fuzz. I see what you did there. I get it. Dragonborn humor. Listen. Here, here's the thing. You, you four. If if you're gonna go try and find your friend, if she's not involved, there's a good chance she knows something about it. So why don't you all go down there, speak with her, and you know, feel free to come and let me know what happens next. Because I do need to have a stern talking with your friend. Do yeah. Do you want us to wear a wire? I don't really know what that would benefit. What what kind of wire? What's you the, know.
2: Like like a little wire that we would wear that would let us let them know that like we could cast Jim? sending on it and you could hear us. Jim,
5: what are you talking about?
3: Um You know, I you don't... can cast sending on a wire. Look, I don't know anything about that. Listen, you all <laughs> just please just just go on. I'm gonna go have a word with mister Honorius.
5: Oh, hey, tell him I said hi and uh, I'm coming to see him soon. It's been a while.
3: She just looks at you for a second, kind of. You
5: really don't believe me, do you?
3: No, um, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm saying, wow, this day has gotten out of control.
5: Really weird,
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Just
5: tell him Kellen said hi, and that he's gonna. It's gonna be a while, but he'll be up there in
3: a little bit. Kellen, okay. Yes, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. She says. So, you all. Can you all fine with doing this? I mean,
2: yeah. I say we go th- talk to the thieves. We need Lorik.
3: In an unofficial capacity, you understand.
2: Lorik gonna die. What's unofficial?
3: Don't go in there and tell them the protectors sent you. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that unclear?
2: Oh, yeah. We don't. Okay. They, we don't want to associate ourselves with the scales.
3: I'm gonna go file a report. Speak with the Archdruid, and I will hopefully hear from you all soon. Bye. Tonya, bless your efforts. And she turns around, walks out, shaking her head.
5: <laughs> Anyone notice how that sounded a little bit scripted? The Tonya, bless your efforts. Like she said it a bunch of times, I guess.
2: Paylor, bless your efforts too. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
5: no. Nah. No, I really need to get myself a badge that says I'm the Archdruid's
2: grandson, because no one believes me. You need to get a picture of you and him together. I mean, there's plenty of those at home. Well, you should have brought one with you.
5: Well, I didn't think I needed to. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> my mom said that. Let's fun. go
3: to the inn. Yeah. Okay, you guys are walking along, and Gaia says... How did Lauret get himself into this? He's, he's an, an idiot. He's a
5: psychopath. He wants to take people's will away from him.
3: Did Jeremy say he's an idiot? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess karma and all that. Is karma a thing? I was about to
5: say, I hate to say that, but uh, you can't make people do the things that you want all the time. It's
3: going to well, bite you eventually. Hopefully he's okay. I mean, these guys don't exactly sound like... Friendlies, you know?
0: Very true. Yeah, they don't sound friendly.
3: Kellen, you lead them back across the bridge. You make your way to the Solch District, and you turn right, heading out toward the outskirts of the Solch District, looking for an inn. You see a few different places that look like residentials. A lot of homes, a lot of kind of like apartment complexes, big, grown, and created places for people to live. Some look like they could house many different people. Some, you know, smaller homes, some large homes that look a little more fancy, like more wealthy people, things like that. Lots, lots of people. And you see an inn here or there. Eventually, you come down to the end of it and you see a very large and sort of, I don't know if majestic is the right word. It's it's impressive looking in at the very end of the Solch branch. Oh. And there aren't a lot of people coming in and out of the end. now that you've gotten to this. Sort of end of the street. It's less populated, if that makes sense. But the building looks almost like a giant seed pod. It's oval and it comes to a point at the top. Cool. It's crazy looking. Very, very. Cool. It's very crazy looking. There is one large door in the front there, uh, bearing on it the name of the end in a flowing elven script where it says Lengolas.
4: I love that it things in Fallen Grove are Spanish.
3: Well, that's elvish. The Spanish I guess elves. Let's go up
5: here. i Let's go in. <laughs> let's go up Going here. Going up on a Tuesday,
3: okay. JK. You go on, you open the door, yep. and you step inside.
5: What do we see?
3: Smells really interesting in here. Fragrant, almost like a, like a sweet perfume smell, you know? You step inside, and you're in a sort of foyer. There are places for you to hang their coat. Their coat. <laughs> there, are, there are places for you to hang a coat <laughs> And maybe stow a weapon, things like that
2: I keep my eyes on
3: Okay, <laughs> there is a there's, a there's a doorway, open doorway Standing there, and there is a Young elven lass Leaning against the doorpost there She turns and looks at you Oh, hello, welcome, mm. welcome to Langolas mm,
0: Who are we looking for again? Oh my
3: Hello You're looking for Iliana. What can I do for you? Are you looking for a place to stay for the night? Um, We've got rooms.
4: Yes, Ooh. we are. Uh-oh.
3: Well, you have found the most luxurious inn in all of the canopy.
2: That's fantastic. I can see and I spin how luxurious it
3: is. <laughs> I can see. I'll <laughs> make you roll me a constitution check. Roll me a save.
2: Eight.
3: Okay. You lose your balance and kind of trip and run into the wall. <laughs> it's like, I say, sorry,
2: sorry, I'm still getting used to this. Oh, well, I was going to <laughs> offer you all a drink, but it seems like maybe you've already had some this morning. Oh, yes. I've drank the draught of life.
3: Oh, uh, Haven't we all? <laughs> please, please, come in. Come in. I'll, I'll take you inside and give you a quick tour if you'd like. Sure. Can you show us where
2: Ileana is on this tour?
3: She pauses and looks your way. Ileana, you... You have some business with Ileana?
2: We, I wouldn't call it business. More, uh, you know,
3: light information gathering. Light. Light, light information gathering. Yes. So you all aren't looking for a room.
2: Uh, I mean, we, we do need to sleep at some point, but primarily we would like to talk to Ileana.
3: Well... Eliana doesn't typically take walk-ins. She's very busy, you know, running the inn and taking care of all, um, a lot of business here in the canopy. If you'd like, I could maybe take a message. My name's Lena, by the way. Actually, we're very busy as well. Oh, I see. Well,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> I want to intimidate her.
3: Okay, roll me an intimidation check while Kellen's getting his money out.
0: Oh, no. That is a 22.
3: Okay, she rolled like a 12, so she takes one look at you and does seem a little bit intimidated. She isn't, like, cowed and afraid, but it almost seems to aggravate her a little bit. Look, th- there's no need to be hostile. I'm simply, look, I just watched the door. I'm, I'm here to greet guests and welcome you to the inn, but if you need to speak with Ileana, I'll I tell you what, I, I'll see if she'll take walk-ins, but I wouldn't get your hopes up.
2: I cast Minor Illusion, and it's a dancing goblin in a mine.
3: <laughs> okay. Like, Kellen started to get his coin purse out. Meanwhile, Jim just starts casting a little dancing goblin. If you need some entertainment for the
2: night, for the end guests, oh! <laughs> I open my coin purse and say, It's quite bare. You see this robe of ice, and I oh spin again. God. Cost everything I had.
3: Roll me another one. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. It's at 11.
3: Okay, you trip, but you don't fall this time. You just sort of stutter to the side and catch yourself. These are the people that are supposed to be saving Loric. I know. You guys are the best. He's going to die. He's already dead.
5: I want to cast Minor Illusion, and I want to create a dancing monkey, but this dancing monkey is going to stab the mime that is dancing.
0: You guys are interrupting her, trying to go to talk to the lady.
3: Yes. Just let her go. Can I Can I have a name? Do you all have names? Something I could give her? I am Jimalil Karth, the
2: Grand Illusionist Warlock.
3: <laughs> okay.
5: My name is Uh Rorick. Yes.
3: Rorick.
0: His name is... Kellen Dimble. Oh,
5: shut up!
3: Grandson
0: <laughs> of the Archdruid oh, of the Canopy. Oh my
2: gosh! No.
3: Yeah. Oh, Her eyes get big when you say that. She says, "Is that so?"
2: His dad's the King of Manumi.
3: <laughs> King of Man. You, you, uh, you know what? Just stay here. She turns around and walks Sweet. into the, uh, oh, <laughs> the main God. chamber. I hate you, Jeffrey. (laughs) She walks through the little hallway and disappears. I mean, you're all staying there waiting.
2: I dispel my goblin (laughs) dancing.
3: Okay.
5: Intimidating her was the best way of getting information quickly.
2: I do want to show a
5: minor illusion and I want to show what's happening to Loric right now. And it's just this it's a body of an of a, a high elf laying in a ditch somewhere.
3: Just bleeding out. God help. Does Kellen have anything to say about everyone just tossing his name around?
5: Um, Well, I mean, I've been doing it to the normal people, but I ain't going to throw it out to the villains. Thanks a lot, guys. No, we can handle ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I'm dead. I mean, just like (laughs) Lorik.
3: Okay. A few moments pass. Lena, the elf that's been speaking with you all, she walks back in. She says, well, it must be your lucky day. Ileana says she will see you if you'd like to follow me.
5: Well, this is weird let's go i'm gonna follow her
3: you follow her down a hallway and there's a large opening on your left that you walk by and inside you can see tables centered around a large circular platform in the middle and there's like a bar and a circle around it off to one side of it there's a separate stage and you all can see it looks like where maybe someone would perform and everything's sort of built in a circle around it and you walk past that and you go on turning to the right, and there are some doors here and there. And at the end of the hallway, there is a larger door. She walks up to it. It's actually two opening doors. They open inward into the room, and she turns the handles, opens the door inward, and you step into what looks like a beautiful, elaborate office. Everything, all of the furniture is a deep red cherry wood. There are windows on the outside wall with these beautiful, like, pale green drapes, and sitting at this desk is an elven woman. She has dark auburn hair. It's pulled back and sort of to the side in a a ponytail, but it's not just a hanging ponytail. It's actually almost like a bun, but kind of coming off the side. She is wearing these very fancy, deep green robes, and she's leaned back in a chair with her hands clasped together, uh, and her elbows sitting on the arms of the chair. And she says, Hello, what can I do for the four of you?
0: Uh, We're wondering if you heard anything about an elf with a flying stick today.
3: That'll be enough, Lena, thank you. Lena sort of gives a slight bow, cuts her eyes at the four of you, and steps back outside, closing the door behind her. She leans forward, and she says, Please, have a seat. Make yourselves at home. I'm just going to keep standing. I'm going to sit down. She offered me a seat. Guy goes to sit down, and then he sees Servant still standing, and he he sort of stops halfway down, waits there for a second, and then just sits down anyway. (laughs) I'm going to sit down, and these
5: chairs are kind of low, so I mean, like, only half of my face is showing to the table. (laughs) I can't touch the ground with my feet. It's a very comfortable seat, though, so. Does Jim
2: sit? Jim sits quite luxuriously. Lounges, you could say.
3: So, 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 they tell me that one of you is the grandson of our own Archdruid.
5: Yeah, he's right here, and I'll point to Guy.
3: <laughs> Guy says, uh, no, my name's Guy. I'm a retainer. Nice to meet you. That gnome right there is the grandson of the Archdruid. Hi.
4: So, let can I point something? I know this is interrupting roleplay. Let me just point something out. You Danguses took <laughs> the most, you, you might as well... <laughs> Have pointed out the fact that you have the person who can be used as leverage over the archdruid and walk them into the snake's den. It's perfectly fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, I'm not the one
5: that said
0: this. Servant has confidence in his abilities. I
5: had a different name. I put my name as, I said, my name's Rorick, and I am, and then he goes,
3: he's the archdruid's son or grandson. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he probably thought that was his best end to get to speak with her.
4: Kellen is literally probably the most valuable person in the city right now, except for the archdruid himself. This is what you've done. Maybe. All right. Anyway, have fun. Continuing. Lorik's not
3: here. Continuing. I love it. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) She turns to Kellen. She says, so you are the grandson of our own Elevandre, Honorias." Yeah. What's your name, pray
5: Oh, since it's probably going to be my last time saying it, Kellen Dimble.
3: (laughs) Oh, I I can't imagine what you mean, but what brings someone of such import to my humble establishment?
0: Like I said, we're looking for an elf.
3: Well, you found one. I happen to be an elf.
5: All right, Kellen starts laughing because that was a funny joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) Servants isn't laughing. Uh, okay. He's he's a he's a buzzkill sometimes, <laughs> sorry.
3: Tell me, what is what is your name, sir? Servants off the wall. Oh, Servants, are you a knight?
0: Yes, and a palador of... A palador? <laughs> you
3: keep saying
5: palador. Love it. <laughs> That's twice. Palidor. I am palador! Palor
0: and paladin need to stop mixing.
3: I know, it's running together.
0: You might as well just call it a palador. Yeah, That's exactly, palador.
3: Exactly. A paladin of Paylor. Oh my. All the way from Branshire? Yes. Welcome to the Langolas, my humble inn. I hope that you find our provisions to be satisfactory to one of such status.
0: Yeah, I could care less about anything you have to say unless you give me information about the elf who went missing today.
3: Oh, goodness. Well, we'll, so while we're doing introductions, you must be Jimmy Lil' Cart, the Warlock of Illusions, she says, (laughs) kind of waving her fingers.
2: Yes, and then suddenly there's a dancing goblin. I really want to chop her fingers off.
3: A dancing goblin? You want to chop her fingers off? Yes. Do you, like, draw a sword? No. Okay. Do you put your hand on your sword? Yes. Okay, you put your hand on your sword... And you hear a slight movement behind you, and you glance back, and there's no less than ten elves in the room with you. Great job. Oh, there'll be no need for weapons or anything. We're just having conversation. Please have a seat, won't you? And one of them steps up right behind you and kind of places a hand on your shoulder. servants <laughs> <laughs> I, I brush his hand off my shoulder. Another one steps up. Please, please, there's no need for hostility. We're just talking. Okay, well, talk. Stubborn, I see. Okay. What sort of elf? What are you looking for?
0: I think you know what we're looking for.
3: I'm sure I don't. I
0: think you're the one who's stubborn here. You just need to spit out the information.
3: I've been called worse. Look, I have no idea what you're speaking of, Sir Vance.
5: We are looking for a w- elf wizard
3: that was kidnapped by a group of halflings. Oh, goodness. A group of halflings, you say? Yes. My, oh, my. What's this city coming to? Just thieves and all sorts of... Bad folks running to and fro, just taking from people, kidnapping. My goodness, I can't imagine. I, I certainly don't know anything of a kidnapping.
5: Are you sure? Or is there a price to what you have to say?
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not in any need of of money. Uh, trust me. I mean, have you seen? Have you seen this place? Yes, yes. I'm I'm quite sure you're not in need of money. What about illusions? Oh good what sort of illusions are we talking about? I love a good trick. Well I
2: only know minor illusions, so technically it shouldn't even be animated, but somehow I've been making a dancing goblin.
3: Well the DM just he was fine with it, so I could also make sounds, and then you hear
2: ba 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 bum ba ba bum.
3: Oh that was nice. Look, I'm sorry, but if you all are trying to, what, accuse me of of kidnapping, that's not very kind. No, we're not
5: accusing you. Not at all. We just assume that you might know something. Not that you did it.
3: We think that you would know. You guys hear a knock at the door. Oh, boy. And you just see a slight flicker of her eyes toward the door, and she says, please, ignore that. I'm sure it's nothing. They can wait till we're done.
2: It's not that we think you did it, it's just that we've heard... You hear another knock at the door. I'm going to go open the door.
3: You turn around and go open the door, and these two elves are standing in front of you. They kind of hold their hands up, like, don't don't walk this way. And she says, could you please check that? And one of the elves steps over toward the door and opens the door just a little bit to peek through. And you can hear someone talking from the other side. I need to talk with her. And you see the door kind of trying to be pushed open.
0: I'm going to go for the door to open
3: it. Okay, you lunge toward the door. Uh, Give me a strength check, because these two elves in front of you are going to try and restrain you. A 22. Okay. You manage to sort of barrel through them and grab the door and pull it open, and standing there is a halfling Mm -hmm. with a dark green cloak. Quick, kick it.
4: Stab him (laughs) repeatedly. I mean, you guys don't know that, but...
3: And that's where we're going to end this episode.
4: Whoa. Lorik's dead. He's come to report that Lorik's dead.
3: And mine. Thank you for listening to Make Believe Heroes. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do us a favor. If you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, go follow us. Let us know what you think about the show. We interact with our fans on there quite a bit, and we love doing so. Our Twitter handle is at mbhpodcast. And of course, if you really want to help us, you can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Those go a long way toward helping us get noticed and it also just lets us know that you truly do love us each as your best of friends. We love you. If you've enjoyed the sound effects and things you've heard, you can find those, many of those, on BattleBards.com. They will add a ton of flair to your table. If you're playing D&D or any RPG-type game, I would highly recommend checking them out. They actually just started a new subscription model, I think it's called Battle Bards Prom. You should check that out.
2: Is it like Amazon Prom? Do you get free two-day shipping?
3: Uh, I don't think so. That's incredible. Next week, I guess we'll hopefully find out if Larrick is alive or dead.
2: Probably dead. Hopefully dead. We'll see more dancing goblins with mime paint. Maybe even some clown paint this time.
3: Thank you for listening. We love you.
4: We love you.
5: Bye.
3: And mine.